Welcome to Box Talk, a podcast for affiliates and coaches, powered by Box Pro Magazine. Well, welcome to this episode of Box Talk. I'm your host, Heather Hartman, editor of Box Pro Magazine, and I am here today with Maddie from CrossFit Harpoon in good old Maine. I've never been to Maine, Maddie. But oh, yeah. Uh, the lobsters are fantastic. They so. are really good. Yeah. <laughs> Maddie, why don't you go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself, um, who you are, what you do, and how you came into this crazy industry that we call home. Yeah. Um, so I'm Maddie Sinkowski. I um, own CrossFit Harpoon. I um, own have owned the affiliate. We're going into our seventh affiliate year, which is really awesome. Um, I started doing CrossFit, um, honestly, as a way to kind of make friends and to stay healthy. Um, a friend of mine got a gift certificate for me um, for like my first onboarding process at a neighboring gym in Portsmouth um, and fell in love with it. I was a collegiate soccer player, so it was like a really natural bridge for me. Um, a lot of team stuff, a lot of like really pushing your limits, um, but it gave me a lot of structure, which I appreciated when I was 24 years old. Um, and yeah, so through the course of it, I really fell in love with the training process. And then obviously through just kind of the holistic health process of things, um, while I was there at Portsmouth, um, a couple of the other coaches and the owner at the time asked me if I would be interested in opening a sister gym location. We're about 20 minutes away from them. So it was just over the border and then in a tiny beach town called York, Maine. So, um, I think a lot of right time, right place, (laughs) um, ended up being like an awesome opportunity for me because, um, through the evolution of their growth in their gym, uh, there's just a need for kind of one person to be at the helm. And so I ended up acquiring the rest of the business back in, I think it was 2015 is the year that, um, I took over from them. So yeah, now I'm running the affiliate. Um, I have an amazing staff of coaches that have really made a huge difference in what we're able to do and how we're able to accomplish it. It's really been one of my big focuses in the past six months to years to give them a lot of energy and make them a priority so that um, they can kind of trickle that down to our members. Um, Yeah. And then I also have a pet project called Fitness in Maine, which is kind of evolving into like this female fitness project thing, just so that we don't isolate the only aspect of being in Maine. But the whole premise was to just get ladies together to do kind of a retreat style weekend for three days um, where we talk a little bit higher level stuff that you might not have the time to talk about in the class environment, or if you do, it's kind of surface level. So it gives like a greater connection for people when you're sitting by a fire and making s'mores or doing a funky yoga class and that kind of thing. So, yeah. Well, you you just said so much and we're going to (laughs) dissect all of that. But first off, you look like a soccer player. I must say that. I'm like, she looks like a soccer player. That makes sense. Collegiate soccer. Um, And then two, joining CrossFit to make friends. I get that. I I did that when I moved to Louisville, Kentucky for this position. And my sister's doing that now in Phoenix, Arizona. And it is a great way to make friends and build a community, especially if you're you're new to a place or um, you just don't have friends. Yeah. And like, what's really cool about it. And like, we say this a lot in um, the way that we're talking about, like our brand right now is 
more than anything, like there's a lot of intangibles that happen in a CrossFit affiliate. And that's one of the cool things is like you immediately kind of remove the people that you're probably not going to be friends with because in a CrossFit affiliate, you have the expectation of wanting a little bit more of having healthy habits and, um, kind of just challenging yourself both physically and mentally. So, um, yeah, it was a really cool way for me to meet friends. I worked from home, so it was like, I loved my job, but I just didn't have like that office environment and I didn't grow up here. I grew up in Missouri. And so it was a really cool way for me to expose myself to different people. And I love telling people that when they come into my affiliate. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and now you own a gym and you yeah. never would have done that if you hadn't gone in to make friends. Yeah. So, but so Maddie, let's talk about that a little bit because yeah. I mean, that is definitely evolution that we see in this industry is changes yep. of ownership. Um, oftentimes I see like, you know, gyms being sold completely over to another person who hasn't been to ownership before, but you had maybe a kind of unique, um, occurrence happened where you were in ownership and then it was almost like you kind of like bought out the rest of your partner. So yeah. can you go ahead and kind of speak on, you know, what, you said it, it made more sense, but what do you mean it made more sense? Like, how did that evolution happen going from, I think it was like three or four of you, wasn't it? Um, yeah. 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 There was, there was a lot of you. Three of us. And then, yeah. Um, yeah. I, CrossFit's kind of a funny like business, right? In a little like a uh, microcosm, it's a little bit of a test of society. And um, we thought that we would, you know, we all kind of have these ideas in our head that we would open a sister location. We didn't really anticipate that by opening the sister location, it kind of would have it a life of its own. It needed different um, community outreach. It needed somebody to be the face in a different way because it was in a totally different community. And not that like the people were drastically different, but they just needed like somebody that was always in charge of that place. Um, and then somebody that was always in charge of the bigger location. Portsmouth is the bigger location. Um, and so kind of just through, obviously there's friction and some conversations, but um, my old business partners were really good about just recognizing like, yeah, this is probably a healthy move. They didn't really know if we would survive on our own. And I didn't know if I was going to survive on my own. We're in a tiny town. We have 20,000 people. Um, but what I will say is the people that were there at the, at the on start of Harpoon and have continued to like be members. I've had members that have been members for six years now and haven't left. Um, and so the people that really kind of stepped up to the plate to support the evolution of Harpoon and really wanting to make it stay made a really big difference because those, um, those people were like, you know, connected in a really great way in the town of York. And so they brought in their friends. And then when they realized we made it, we actually moved locations, um, four years ago. And that was like, you know, a year after I bought out the partners. And that was actually like in hindsight, a really good thing because it gave like this new life to it, to the gym itself. Um, it's kind of saying like, yeah, we're not going anywhere. Like we're moving into a big facility you know, we're putting a lot of time and effort into making this a really cool place to work out. So, um, yeah, it, it was kind of an interesting evolution. Thankfully, um, you know, we've survived and they've survived and there's no like hard blood on either side of things. But I think from me being around from the beginning has also been a good benefit. Um, I have seen and my members have seen like when we were super tiny and the way things used to be, you know, and now they... Um, they don't have me as a coach every day for every single class. That's probably been the hardest transition is 
obviously you establish really great relationships with your members and you want to keep coaching every single class. But if you want to be a good manager and continue to grow, like I had to find great coaches that could also fill that role. So when I stepped away from coaching as many classes and tried to focus on a little bit more development, people were kind of like, wait, 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 you know, like, wait, where are you going? I'm like, I'm not going anywhere. It's just that I'm going to try to reduce my coaching load so that I can do a little bit more outreach and that kind of thing. So, um, yeah, definitely a unique position to be in. I wouldn't necessarily trade it for anything because I think um, it taught me a lot and it taught me a lot about being a leader and being very forthright in expectation and agreements and what you're looking for. So um, down the line now working with other people and vendors and such, it's kind of helped teach me how to do it in a good way. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think it's interesting that you said, you know, you're, you're 20, minutes, 20 minutes away from your sister gym. Yeah. And yet you had to uh, realize and reconfigure things because things were different. 20 minutes away and the members wanted different things and reacted to different things differently. And it was like, Whoa, (laughs) we're not even that far and we have to change things. So that, I mean, I just think that's very interesting and even very telling. And I think that is a unique part of the affiliate industry, um, that you can, it can be like that. So what did that transition then look like? Maybe even transition of roles. How did you step up into being the only owner? Because that from from four to three to one there's a transition of what you're doing I mean you probably had to take on a lot more what did that kind of look like on the operational side of things yeah um it was really terrifying I'll say that you know I appreciate the honesty um it it became like when you're in a an ownership with two or three or even one other person you kind of have this like um Uh, it's like you have like a safety net, right? And then all of a sudden it's all mine. So like, it's my life savings. It's my life work. It's like all these things into mine. So that was really kind of scary. I had a million conversations with, you know, 70 people that were in my uh, circle of influence that had like run businesses, bought businesses that were not even remotely in CrossFit and like just kind of had them tell me everything. So, um, For me, I was more focused on like the marketing and then coaching side when I I initially had been a partner. So for me, like I would say the hardest challenges that I had was like the financial part. I, I was a business minor in college, but you don't really look at that the same way. You know, it's like, it's just a totally different role. So, um, that was a challenge for me, but I've figured out a lot of like people that can help. Like my accountants are great. I not going to try to do it myself because, you know, affiliate owners in general really try to do everything themselves. They think that they should be really good at everything. And I have found through time and through the sport itself that um, I think that people have their jobs for a reason and I should, you know, kind of integrate them into my team and use them because they're an expert in their space and then do the things that I'm really good at. So um, in the past couple of years, it's definitely been more of like evolving into you know, really kind of looking into like what creates a good community, what um, creates a good leader, what makes um, people stick around, you know, making people trust that we are a good place for um, establishing healthy habits and we're more than just a place to come in and work out. So um, I know I kind of beat around the bush a little bit there, but, you know, I'm trying to do a little bit better job of like delegating things for people that are really good at certain aspects and then kind of taking on the stuff that I enjoy doing. So for me, I still focus on the marketing, like the Instagram, 
I work with a guy named Patrick Cummings, who's phenomenal. He has functional branding um, and he's been helping kind of evolve like our big brand of CrossFit Harpoon. So that's like website, social media, and then all the stuff on the internal layers that people don't necessarily see until you come into the fold. I like that. That's really fun for me. So um, I have a natural inclination towards it. So I focus a lot of energy on that. Um, you know, the other side is kind of continuing to develop your coaches. That's something that always kind of, you want to have faith and trust that they're going to continue to evolve on their own, but you want to do it a little bit more by design and make sure that, um, they're evolving in the way that you want them to continue to become better coaches. So, um, that's something else continue to focus on at the, at the helm, I guess. Yeah. Can you maybe give an example of how you encourage that development in your coaches? Maybe, um, I don't know what you do, like, and, and how you get them continuing to grow. Yeah. Um, we've actually kind of gone around the route of having really open communication and dialogue. So that means for us, I try to take a class with some of them, or if I'm observing a class and give them five to 10 minutes of quick feedback. Um, when I first started kind of doing this, I wanted to go down the route of like writing out a report and then like sending an email. And I'm like, this is, that's not who we are, right? <laughs> like we, plus it had so many like layers of work for us on, um, like for me and then for the coach. And there's obviously a time and a place for that. Um, but I do think for us, it's more just being able to like talk through things. So, um, taking or watching a class, observing a class, or even just talking through different points that maybe um, they have a little bit harder time coaching, we'll just talk through it in like a very, you know, conversational way rather than making it this like corporate formalized structure. So five minutes feedback, that's kind of what we try to focus on. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. I'm kind of curious too, Maddie, because you kind of, I mean, you've alluded to a little bit, but in terms of the businesses. Uh, life. What yeah. have maybe been some of the the biggest challenges or struggles uh, at CrossFit Harpoon in terms of business life, business things? I mean, I, obviously that transition was probably difficult. Yeah. Um, you know, stepping away from coaching was difficult. Just kind of curious if you could even speak on just some of the hard things, the obstacles, the challenges that it was like, these got real and they got real fast. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think probably like one of the, there are two main things that like stick out in my mind in the past. I don't really feel like they affect us now. And I don't know if it's just because we've kind of like reached that cliff and we're tipping over it or what, but one of them was, um, finding coaches that could coach additional classes that weren't tied down to a full-time job in a way that, you know, I was always coaching the 830 or the seven and we didn't have any midday coverage. So finding really great coaches. Now I have nine. So I don't know, <laughs> like they just, you know, like I, I have amazing people that have kind of come around and they just um, came out of the woodwork. They heard yeah, your call and you know, they answered. And like we're in a tiny town. So I like they, you know, some of them do live in Portsmouth and they just make the commute, which is awesome. Um, that's one thing that I know, like, I, at least from my perspective, a lot of people kind of continue to see that, like having good coaches that, are, I've seen a lot of conversation right now about not even having those like part-time coaches. Like you either have a head coach, you have an assistant coach and like, that's kind of it. Um, but in, we're a really small gym, so we can't kind of really do that yet. You know, we can't have somebody that's like two coaches plus me fully dedicated to coaching. I wish we could, we're just not there yet. Um, so being a small town, I think is the other part, you know, but I think in some ways that's also a good thing because 
word of mouth travels really fast. So we do things right. If we do things right, then they're going to bring in their family. And then after they bring in their family, they're going to bring in their friends. And then um, right now it's actually trickling down to the youth program. We've put a lot of emphasis on to um, all, we have three kind of sections in our youth. So kids, preteens and teens um, and our teens program is phenomenal. Like they love it. We had 22 people registered for the spring session. Um, and then the, during the summer, it kind of dwindles down a little bit because they all try to get jobs. And then in the fall, they're playing fall sports, but halfway through October, you know, we're gonna have 20 people again. So we put two coaches on it, you know? So, um, that's where like the tiny town effect actually is a really good thing because now the parents like want their kids to be involved in this. And it's a cool way to learn how to stay healthy and, you know, outside of sport. So, um, I'm trying to think of other challenges that I really felt like along the way were hiccups. I think timing of classes is something like we're always trying to play with, um, where we're located, you know, people can commute into Boston or they might commute into Portsmouth. And then the other side of the communities we have, um, like, I don't know, probably 50% are entrepreneurs in some sort of way. So we have a really loyal 5.30 a.m. class and then a really loyal 8.30 a.m. class. And then the in-between times, we like, I feel like we're constantly um, changing them. So during the summer, we offer a seven and it's awesome because that brings in like 10 drop-ins, you know, and it's a way for us to kind of filter out that. And then half of the people from the 830 are able to go to the seven because they aren't putting their kids on the bus. But like the class time is funky for us. Noon doesn't work, you know, or like um, 4.15 people aren't back into the town or they're, you know, picking up their kids and that sort of thing. So I know that's kind of like surface level challenges, but I don't know. I feel like we've been really lucky in the sense that um, if the challenges have come about, we've been able to kind of roll with the punches and fix them, you know, in some kind of short term manner. Yeah. And a challenge is still a challenge. That's yeah. even if it is surface level. So no, I mean, that's, that's, and I, I like doing this podcast and, and interviewing affiliates and asking them this question because I've been told like, it is nice to know I'm not alone and that I'm <laughs> not alone in these struggles, like yeah. class times with finding coaches, with those different things. Cause I think it can be, even though we, we, you know, you speak about community and preach community. I think there is an isolation among affiliate owners, unfortunately, Definitely. Um, especially in, I mean, in most communities I see, there's like an isolation between affiliate gyms. Uh, there are some communities out there that they connect really well and they love each yeah. other, but yeah. Yeah. So that's part like, of the premise why we, um, why I wanted to do this female affiliate owners retreat that we we're talking about. And um, that's coming up on October 19th. And, um, so I'm, I'm about an hour and 10 minutes North of Boston, but it may as well be like I'm on an island. <laughs> like I don't connect with that many affiliate owners down there. Um, but I have a couple friends down there, one being Erica Snyder, um, who's really working to push this female affiliate owners group and female coaches group. And there's an awesome Facebook group right now. It's not like one where everybody just like complains about things in it, but um, it's a super productive group that um, – has been doing exactly what you're saying. Like it's taken the community aspect of affiliate owners and made us talk to each other more and not feel alone in the sense that, um, you know, like there are a hundred things that happen throughout the course of a year for an affiliate owner. 
and maybe it's not appropriate for me to be talking or like brainstorming that idea with my head coach, but it could be really appropriate for me to brainstorm that idea with another affiliate owner. So we just kind of wanted to try to take it towards um, the female aspect, just being that it's kind of a cool way to drill down the niche and people will feel a little bit more connected on that aspect of things. Um, so yeah, we're going to talk a little about like leadership. Um, we're going to talk about, we're going to have like a total whiteboard session where it's like, talk anything that you want. Like what is coming up? Do we need to talk about class times? Cause it's probably not going to take a whole hour for us to talk about it, but let's talk about 10 minutes about what we do for that. Um, yeah, so it'll be a really cool way for us to get together all in one room, spend a day in beautiful, like foliage style Maine um, in October. And we're also going to do fitness twice. I know that that is like mind blowing, right? For fitness or for female affiliate owners in general. Um, that's probably one thing that's really helped keep me sane. And I think the more and more I talk through with uh, other affiliate owners is that's a quick thing that people put at the wayside is like removing their fitness from things and um, I, I think we have to walk the walk, you know, like we have to be the ones that can still fit it in even when we're really busy. So I've been jumping into class like three days a week, which is a huge change for me over the past course of the year. Um, but I really like it. It's keep kept me on a schedule and not deviating away from also staying healthy myself. So, um, on that day, we're going to do a proper workout of the day. And then we're also going to do a hike, um, just cause it's Maine and it's beautiful up here during that time of year. But just to keep that at the forefront of people's minds, you know, like you got to stay healthy. You have to like, you know, the self care thing is important, but it is truly important if you're the one that's leading a group of people to stay healthy. Yeah, no. And I think you're right. It does often get thrown to the wayside. People are like, ah, can wait until tomorrow or three years from now when business is fine. It's like, no, it can't because you're right. You are walking the walk and talking the talk. Like, yeah. And it's one hour, you know, and like, that's what you try to tell people when they come into your gym, like come in the morning before everything else gets in the way. It's really easy for you to be like, Oh, I'll go out at 5 30 PM. And then you go home and you know, like you sit on the couch for five minutes and you look at all the 17 different things that you have to do around your house. So fitness ends up going out the door. Well, if you come in the morning, you get it out of the way, you know, so 537, 830, like whatever it is for you, go in and get it done before you start your day. Um, I'm not a morning person, so I'm not the first person to be like, yep, I need to fitness in the morning. But I do think that that helps me a lot. You know, I think it keeps me um, keeps me kind of moving forward, but it also helps me see the members at a different level. Um, you know, instead of always being the one that's like, talking at them, I'm talking with them and in their circle and, you know, lifting the bar at the same time. Or sometimes you don't even see simple things that are like flow issues on the floor. Like, wow, those weights are really far because when I was working out by myself, I'd put my bar right in front of it. But whenever, you know, you're in a class with 12 other people, like let's move those closer to the rig where we're going to be doing all this. Piece. You might not see that if you're in the class environment. So Anyway, I think that that's a cool thing for affiliate owners just to keep doing that and get into your class environment as well. Yeah, no, and and I like that point of, of where it's like, you know, um, being in there is you're on the ground floor. So you get to see mm -hmm. it and, and talk to people and kind of hear what they're saying that you might not otherwise. So, yeah. and man, I do want to ask, so, so let's talk about this retreat a little bit, cause this is an yeah. awesome idea. How did this, how did the idea come about where you just like, sitting there one day and you just had this light bulb yeah. moment? Yeah. Um, well, to be honest with you, it's really kind of funny. So I mentioned earlier how we have a bunch of entrepreneurs at our gym. 
So, um, I like, I love supporting our, like our family or our community businesses. So, um, in, in York in particular, we have a really heavy like tourist season and it's July and August. And aside from like, uh, like us, but uh, the big, uh, restaurant and hotel industries, like there's some statistic, like they make, you know, um, 50% of their annual revenue in that two months. Whereas the other 50% is like, you know, it's some crazy statistic. So what actually started happening for me was, um, in, let's see, it was last year. Um, I started to think about different ways that we could drive business to our members businesses in the quote unquote off season. Well, in the same kind of process and time of when I was thinking about it, Um, I was having a lot of conversations like with my family who's based in Colorado or my former competitive teammates in CrossFit or, um, you know, other just kind of people that are in my peripheral that aren't necessarily in CrossFit Harpoons um, close circle. And it was more one of those things like they're asking a lot of questions about nutrition or sleep or recovery or, um, you know, like I don't have purpose or drive. So it started to make me think like, wow, we should just create these little like tiny workshops. And then I thought, well, what if we make that workshop something bigger and we do like a full retreat and we host it at one of our um, members' hotels. And then in the process, we go to like our other members' restaurants while we're there because Maine is so beautiful and people kind of think you only can be there in July and August, but September and October are really beautiful as well. And And in May, you can also get really lucky. So Um, it was kind of this like just marriage of, I wanted to teach the other people in my life a little bit more about what we try to teach at CrossFit Harpoon, but also, um, drive business towards our people. So through that, we've just evolved in trying to drill down a little bit further, um, in terms of the past two that we ran were just female CrossFitters. Um, and it was awesome. We've had eight at both of those um, the one last October and the one in May. And then we thought through Erica Snyder's conversation and her work with ThoughtWad and um, her project that she has in this Facebook group, um, we thought it'd be a really cool way to just make it a very specific retreat and do a female affiliate owners weekend. We never set aside time for ourselves, right? Like we never say we're going to go to a workshop where we're going to learn about how to be a better leader, but we're also going to go and relax and connect with other people just like us so that we know that we're not alone. So um, I think we'll probably do a couple more along the female affiliate owners route or a female leader. Like we didn't want to, you know, leave it out because some some affiliate owners are technically like in the background, the the license on record is in the background and they have a female head coach. Cool. Those are also invited. Um, but you know, we'll do a couple more like that. And then we'll also do a few more where it is just female CrossFitters where you don't necessarily have to be a coach, but, um, you know, you have some basic understanding of CrossFit so that when we are talking different subject areas, we kind of at least have a common thread. Mm Mm-hmm. That's really awesome. That's cool. And I love how it kind of started even with thinking about how can we benefit our members and and their businesses. That's a, that's a neat little twist that I was not expecting. So (laughs) that's really cool. And so is it just mostly, um, those around the area, local Philly owners? Yeah. Yeah. Um, definitely drivable distance is like where we're finding people are kind of signing up right now. 
Um, we hope that it gets to the point that maybe people will start to like plan a plane trip, you know, but when you look at where we're at, or I guess I should say, when you hear where we're at, you think I can't get to Maine, but we are only an hour drive from Boston. Um, so Boston Logan's airport. So it is kind of easier than people think. Um, but yeah, I want it to start kind of like grassroots with the people that, you know, maybe I have a friend of a friend that is the affiliate owner, um, coming in. So, um, yeah, local ish to start. And then hopefully it'll kind of get bigger over time as we kind of grow the project on our end. Yeah. So your pet project sounds like it started out as like a tiny poodle and now it's the size of Clifford, the big red dog. (laughs) Definitely. Yeah. It's a large pet, Maddie. It's like, it's a real, that's a great analogy. It's a really fun, you know, it's a natural, um, it's a natural place for me to be because I really do like the female and the fitness side of things. And so, um, you know, not like as in like, uh, I'm totally, you know, like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know how to, it's, it's a fun project for me because I think that there's a lot that can be done. And like you said, people really definitely feel like they're, um, on an Island. And so if we can kind of bridge that gap and just have space and time to be able to like, talk about things at a different pace or like when we're walking to a restaurant or walking and, you know, going on a hike, Um, it allows for a different conversation that you can't always necessarily have through text, through social media, through email. Um, you know, even if you're at an event, it's kind of like there's a tiny window for connection with people there, but if you actually set aside the time to grow and learn together, then there's a lot more to be said about, um, I think the depth that that will reach for people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, so, um, Box Pro's parent company, Peak Media, puts on different events. And we have yep. found that often it's in those, the small things, the unscheduled things, the walks yeah. to the restaurants, the events, the, the time sitting around chilling is when the best networking, the best ideas, the best connection happens. Absolutely. And so it's like you're creating a space for that awesomeness to take place. Totally. Yeah. It's like when you go for a run and then you come in and you're like taking a shower and you're like, you have this like massive aha moment in the shower. Like that's kind of what we're looking for is to just do that by design and like allow space for that. So that's really cool, Maddie. That's really awesome. Well, um, so if you guys are interested in this, I think Maddie's going to send me some information to put on the website posts and you guys can reach out and get connected and hopefully you're in a drivable distance. You can drive there. And if not, maybe you can book a plane a little last minute, but you can still do it. Um, but yeah, so I guess kind of, um, turning, turning back to harpoon again, I I am kind of curious, you know, what, what maybe, um, are you thinking about the business, uh, you know, line, what lies ahead? You know, you've, you've, you've gone through transitions. It sounds like you're doing well, which is great. Um, (laughs) but like, what's, what's next? What what do you hope for? What are you looking for? What are some goals that you all have? Yeah. Um, right now we're actually working on a couple projects called what I've called the Harpoon 30. So, um, we're really focusing our efforts on the people that are coming in the door right now. Um, we have obviously found that some people stick around for a really long time and then kind of through some different analytics, we realized that, 
Um, if people make it past like the three month mark, that's kind of when they're around forever or maybe for a really long time. Right. So, um, I, I decided that I wanted to focus a little bit more energy on the people that are just walking in the door. So the Harpoon 30 is, um, what we're kind of doing as more like content towards the people to like educate them about healthy habits. So, we're, we've come up with the phrase, choose the active life. That's something that Patrick and I have worked hard to get around to. And it really speaks to our community as it currently is and where we want to go. Um, but what we're trying to do in that Harpoon 30 is um, make them feel as if they are a part of the community from the get-go. Have um, a relationship built on trust so that we're always there when they need us, but also um, we're kind of teaching them things along the way about CrossFit and about healthy habits and sustainable habits um, and a process in which you can get there. So um, it's kind of different email chains. It's different ways of how the coach is checking in with them during their one-on-ones at the early onset. Um, and then we're really that harpoon 30 means the first 30 days. So then after I get that in place, obviously it's an evolution. It's going to take some time to do it. Um, then we're going to work on the 60 day channel and the 90 day channel. So it'll be a little bit more sporadic than it is during the first 30 days with them. But it is one of those, um, where we're trying to just give them a ton of information in a way that is easily digestible. And so that they can continue to understand like, wow, this is, this is more than just a gym. It's how can I learn how to eat better, sleep better, um, develop better relationships with my kids or um, even just my dog? You know, like what can we do for our healthy habits to make more sustainable relationships? So that's kind of where we're going next. It's not, um, you know, it's not like a goal, so to speak, in terms of like what members are. But our goal is to kind of focus on really not losing as many people in that like zero to um, you know, 90 day range. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's probably working on stopping up that hole that yeah. you have. And I would argue that a lot of gyms often have, um, yeah, it, that's a hard thing in this industry. I feel like I've talked to, it's like, yeah, you know, it, we get them in here, but it's like, it just, it takes a minute for people to get really sold and bought in. And yeah. three months is a long time. If you're like, sure about this. (laughs) Yeah. And especially in this day and age where we think like, you know, um, we want things to happen a lot quicker. We have this like immediate, we want to see results fast. Well, CrossFit's CrossFit's a long-term play, you know, like it's something that, um, it's not like a diet where it's like a 30 day diet. It's a lifestyle change. And that sounds super cliche, but that's like what we're trying to teach people is we're trying to give them the tools to understand what that lifestyle change looks like rather than just having them come in and only talk CrossFit, like only talk movement based. We're trying to talk, um, you know, relationships and, um, like move more, like it doesn't have to be that it's in the gym either. You know, how, how often can we just, um, encourage them on a Sunday to go outside and do one of these amazing hikes that are right near us or get on the bikes with your kids or whatever that may be. But, you know, going back to like choosing the active life that like can give you a good marker and a, a ton of different places throughout the course of the day. Yeah. And it, it kind of reminds me of a, a TED talk, um, about the instant gratification monkey and the panic monster and just how we, we definitely want to please the instant gratification monkey, which then 
elicits the panic monster later on. Um, but yeah, I, I think I, I, the education piece and ha- having members understand, okay, what is the importance of me continuing to show up and do this? And what, what is the importance beyond just CrossFit? Like it is nutrition, it is wellness, it is getting out and going for a hike. Like that is good. So yeah. I love that you guys are going to focusing on that and focusing on just like even the mental education side of it. Just being like, yeah. we, we need people to understand the why. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, one book that kind of really made a catalyst for change for, for me and thinking about this was atomic habits by James clear. I don't know if you've read that yet. I have not. Um, it's really awesome because he makes it and he makes each of the subject areas. It gives you a little bit of psychology as to like why we do the things that we do. So, um, but it talks about creating habits in a way that you can say like, Oh, here's like a blueprint. I do X, I get Y, you know? So we've used a lot of his wording and obviously attributing it towards him in these emails, but kind of using the premises that he teaches about, Um, you know, just kind of using brain psychology to also do these things in a way so that it's repeatable and that it's easy and you can build momentum over time because a lot of people think like all or nothing and I have to start working out five days a week. It's like, well, I really just want you to try to schedule two days a week for your first two weeks. Cool. We nail that. Like, let's go to three days a week for two weeks after that. And then we can talk about you know, three days on one day off or Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, rest Thursday, Friday, Saturday, that kind of thing. So especially if a plate, if someone's coming from like the couch potato, that's definitely the inclination is we get people like all in and they want to do the diet. And they also, you know, like they want to um, show up for the 5:30 AM class, you know, Monday through Friday. And it's like, you're just making it so hard on yourself and you're probably likely not going to stick with it. So we've used a lot of um, kind of his psychology through it to help educate us to then be able to say like, this is why you should be choosing this route rather than that route. So awesome book. Yeah. I'll, I'll have to check that out. And I, I I'll be honest. Every time you say 5:30 AM, my heart dies a little inside. Yeah. <laughs> like, wow, dedicated. But I mean, yeah. our six amers at the gym I go to—they're the most dedicated right. class there is. And I'm yeah, like, it's because nothing the- else is going on at that time because you're supposed to be sleeping. Yeah, they're definitely the type A people, but they're also the people that probably are in some sort of leadership role in their career have kids, you know, so they're like trying to make time for make space for them in the end of their day, um, or maybe have a long commute, but they're probably the people that show up the most consistently. Um, and they definitely, they're a unique bunch. It's like, we joke about the coaches that will usually coach night classes and then go and coach the morning classes. They're like, no one talks. It's like, cause no, (laughs) no one's been talking all morning. They've had a half a cup of coffee. And then, you know, by like 30 minutes into it, now they're chit chatting and like the blood is moving and the brain's turned on, but the first five minutes is dead silent in there, you know, cause nobody's awake yet, but yeah, that's the dedicated group for sure. Yeah, no. And I've, I've, so I coach at the gym too. And every now and then I'll have to coach a 6am class and I'm like, I'll, I'll just sit there until 6am. And once it's 6am, yeah. like I, I won't say anything until then I'll be like, okay, everybody outside and run. Yeah. <laughs> and Volume like, goes up, I'm like, right? oh. yeah. <laughs> but then our, our, our typical 6am coaches, we have two, they are the most high energy people I've ever met. And they're like, good morning. Yeah. Like, I'm going to punch you in the face. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I'm with you on that. Yeah. We make a joke on one of our coaches. Um, 
she has like three, anywhere from three to five espresso shots that she has timed so perfectly that she'll pick up at exactly five o'clock AM at the Starbucks. And then she'll be obviously to the gym by five ten. But she is like that. Like she's super energetic when you walk in the door and everybody's like, uh, I'm like, I'm not, you know, I, my ears haven't adjusted to volume yet, but they appreciate it because it gets them up and gets them going. So, yeah. Yeah. So we, we got to love the 6 amers and the 6 am yeah. coaches, but we don't have to be one of them. So yes. Yay. Um, well, Maddie, uh, man, we've, we've talked a lot about a lot of different things. So ra- to wrap it up, I always love to ask this question. Yeah. If you had to give affiliate owners one piece of advice, yeah, what would it be? Oh man. Um, I'll, I'll tell you what I've been focusing on a lot right now because I feel like that's, um, a good piece of advice. I think it evolves with the industry. So like year to year, it might not always be the same. Um, but for me, it's really easy to be, um, sucked into like working all the time. I obviously love CrossFit and I've competed in this sport. So it's both my hobby and my, um, you know, the business side of things. So it kind of always felt like I was working. What I've been trying really hard to do is on Sundays to like make that my day where, you know, I really don't touch anything. I obviously will do a quick check of the email to make sure like nobody's wanting to come in Monday morning. Um, but making a day where you can really focus on your family and friends, but also importantly for me to kind of reinvigorate myself to start on Monday, um, with high energy and a good focus. And when I don't do that, Um, I feel like I accomplish less throughout the week because I'm already kind of burning the wick at both ends, you know, so I'm like doing too much through the weekends. So if I take Sunday as a true rest day, just like we try to preach in the sport, right, give yourself some rest. um, I come back way more productive and way more excited about what I'm doing. So I think that would be like my biggest thing to tell uh, affiliate owners is give your it doesn't have to be Sunday, you know, it might be Monday, whatever the day is. Um, but it, it's easy to feel like there's always something to do, but there is always going to be something to do. That's part of an entrepreneurship. Um, so yeah, finding time to just kind of shut it all off and spend time with the family is a good way to do it. Yeah. I, I mean, I can't agree with that advice more. I mean, even in personal life, it is just so, it's so important to take a rest day, training, rest day, just mental rest day. Um, but it is so hard because you have a little bit of FOMO on rest day. We're like, Oh, I'm not, I'm not doing anything productive or I'm not in the gym training. You're like, but I wish I was. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, totally. So if we can take that energy and like roll it towards, you know, enthusiastic Mondays, cause instead of having the like Monday scaries, we can go into it with a little more enthusiasm rather than burnout. I think that that will go really far for a lot of people. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, I totally agree. So, well, Maddie, uh, we, we have, we have really hashed everything. I think. <laughs> yeah, um, and for our listeners out there, you guys uh, take a rest day, take a rest day this week. And I would even encourage you to see what happens when you take yeah. a rest day. I think it's going to be good. And for you lady owners out there, this retreat sounds awesome. So yeah. might be totally something to consider. But Maddie, thank you so much for being on the podcast today on the show. It was great having you. Great talking about Harpoon, um, this this fitness females retreat going on. Yeah. And um, yeah, it was just great chatting with you. I really appreciate it. Appreciate thank you so much for having me. Yeah, it was really nice being on here and talking shop with you. I really appreciate the opportunity. And that wraps it up for this episode of Box Talk. If you liked what you heard or you have an idea of what you'd like to hear, 
Let me know by emailing heather at peakmedia.com, peak spelled P-E-A-K-E. As always, thanks for dropping in.